This one, this one, this one. This, this is a good one. This is a good one. Let's see if we have a sec. Are we live? We're live. All right. So yesterday. No, I'm, is there any? Okay, you got it. Good morning, everybody. So yesterday we had a, an email that a lot of people connected to. It was from official caterers. They, he recommended that maybe after a tish, after the chuppah, they should, instead of people just schnitzeling around. schnitzeling around, they should actually do something productive like chazara. So I got an email, a couple emails today. And this one was My jaw dropped when I hear you re- read Fischl's email. I guess official catering in Baltimore. Boy say, it's Kedai to fly out there and do a wedding in Baltimore. Listen to this guy. I immediately called him, went over to the venue, set up an iPad outside the hall, looping the eight minute daf summary on YouTube. Here it is, picture. I listened to his summary in my car on the way to work, and again on the way home, both as a chazara and to set up the stage for the next daf. Yes, people stopped to listen, although in the picture doesn't look like it. We would like to figure out a better solution that can be put in place easily. I have some ideas. If your tech gurus have any, any please forward my address to them. CC Fischl, Kol Tov, and good morning. And then another guy wrote me, I just happened to hear the beginning of today's shir about officials idea of playing the Dav. I also happened to be at the official wedding right now, and here it is. Naftali Grayman. And this guy is Nachum Horowitz Bikitzer. Mikam Chisrol. They Oymrim Voisim. That's great. By the way, Nachman Seltzer uh, wants to write a piece about these emails in the upcoming something. So write to Nachman, not to me. No. Reb Stefanski. Why did you just say that? To some more emails. Maybe, maybe people want to? Erase. We're going to erase it. Okay. Here, sit down. I wanted to thank you as I'm truly enjoying your eight minute dive reviews and they're a key part of my daily learning. They have transformed my otherwise benign short commute into an integral part of my day. Your well thought out reviews are truly wonderful, not only for review, but for getting clarity in the Gemara. For example, this is Choshek, he gives an example, it's not Stam. How you recently summed up the different sheetas of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yudan, made a tremendous difference in my understanding of the Gemara. Thank you for all your incredible effort to bring such clarity. Because even if I would write this email myself, I probably wouldn't think about that. I'm, I'm saying that. People think that I'm writing these emails. Thank you for all your incredible effort to bring such a clarity and learning to so many. It should be a schos for you and your family. All the mountains of learning and reviewing that you are spurring on. And one final one. We've got to move here. This one is, is a few days in the making. It, I, I have to put it out here. Hi. This is from Joey Levy. I really enjoy listening to your daily daf as well as the 8-minute recap. Your shear is amazing, definitely the best shear available anywhere. The charts and diagrams make it so much easier to learn. I'm leaving to Israel Thursday, that's why I want to read it now. He's leaving to Israel Thursday with my family to visit my son and definitely looking forward to hearing the shear live in Ramah Shemesh. Hopefully I'll find the seat, LOL. Another note, who can I contact to sponsor some shiurim? Joey Levitt, Ambulance Network Incorporated. All right, we don't take money. I don't know why. We take money. We take money. Just we have a hard time taking money. Email and uh, what? Daf Berama. But on another note, I am looking for uh, uh, um, 
8minutedav.com says Yosef, the guru, and there's a, there's a link there for sponsors. The yearly sponsorship is already taken, but we'll do another one if you push us. Windows.com. Now I'm looking for a nice solution. We should probably have a makam yuchet for guests. Because we had a lot of people coming in and. Oh, in the gallery! Not a bad idea. Yeah, you can turn around and show the gallery. All right. Today, today's daf yurches. We have a, a very fun daf. Oh, that's right. Menachem, Menachem Mata, our fill-in, fill-in Magidshir. He was away for 12 days. Welcome back. A shout-out to Rav Heisler from Pedach Tikva, I think it is. His uh, nephew learns in Arashir. So, Shalom. And welcome to the guy that learns, that watches us from Vilna every day. That's amazing. We have somebody who watches us from... Milano, Italy, I, not, I didn't get around to reading his email, but one day, we'll get there. All around the world, Baruch Hashem, Zokti Gemara. We're holding, nine lines down, Katani Mias. We're in the middle of a sugya. However, the Gemara's question is as follows. It seems like your only potter from Tfilin and Shemun Esrei, if the mace is in front of you, it says in the Mishnah, Misha Mesoi Mutalofanov, and it seems over here that if you, the, the Bryce says that if you have a beloved one that was nifter, you walk out of the room, you go to another house. Oh, I forgot to print a picture of Dr. Factor in Lublin watching the 8 Minute Daf by Ramey Shapiro. Okay, a different day. But his son is right here and some, what? Next time. Maybe tomorrow. Akopanim, it says, Ketani mias patu mikriyashma uminat filo, uminat filin, uminat Official. Official from Baltimore. Official from Baltimore. Official. You see, one good idea could spur up a whole, a whole lima da across Klai Yisrael. By the way, official, I was also a caterer for many years in Chicago, in Midwest Conference Center. I did over 100 weddings a year, so I, I appreciate it. Yishukayach. A kiva from Detroit. Shalom Aleichem. Anyway, we've got to learn some Torah here. <laughs> this is... Aich. Okay, we should just start to share five minutes earlier and go through all these things beforehand. The bottom line is, it says that you're potter from tefillin, potter from shmonasri, everything, even though your mace is not in front of you. It says you went to your friend's house to eat your sandwich, right? You're not supposed to eat a sandwich in front of a dead person. So where do you go? You go outside. And it says that you potter outside, you're potter from tefillin, you don't have to be in front of the mace. One terrace that we had yesterday is Yesterday there were a few cases. It says either you go to your own house, Either you go to your friend's house, or you build a mechitza, or you turn around. So we understood it to mean that you're part of from tefillin, even if you go outside to your friend's house. Says the Gemara, no. The tour of tefillin is when you're in front of the dead person, and all you do is turn your head around to the other direction. Still also to put on tefillin because it's like Larash, you're poking fun at the dead. But the other cases, if you were to go outside, step outside, away from the maze, to your own house, to your friend's house, you're, you're mechoyiv in tefillin. So that's one shot. Ravashi Omar, Kivin Shemutul Olav Lekavroi, Kimutul Lefanav Dami. If a person has the responsibility to bury the dead, then it doesn't matter where he is, he's Isaac B'mitzvah. So now we have a situation like we had in the other Gemara, like a Chassan. A person is Tarud, 
he's preoccupied with something else, and it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to bury. If he's an ovel and he's just sad, but he doesn't, he's not occupied with, with burying, then we said he doesn't have a heter. But if he's asuk with it, then he has a, he has a heter, because it says the Gemara, Shenemar. Avram left Sarah. Then he tells Ephraim, he says, I need to bury my dead from within in front of me. In other words, she's in front of him, but she's not in front of him. It says before she left her. So the whole long Tysus here, Tysus says at the end, very interesting, if you look at the end of the long Tysus, Rabbi Tam's sister was nifter. And he was in a different city. He made him a lavamalka with meat and wine. Why? Because it wasn't his responsibility, says Toysis. She's married. And then he says, maybe perhaps he's in a different city. doesn't like it that much. You see the idea that if it's not your responsibility, the Chavar Kaddish is taking care of it, or maybe that, I don't know exactly if that's considered responsibility or not. Somebody else is taking care of it, it's not your worry, then you don't have this heter of Asuk B'mitzvah. Says the, says the Gemara, What about the, the guys, the Shoimrim, that watch the body, that the Mai shouldn't come and get it. And that's a mitzvah. It's not his own relative. Because of Asuk B'mitzvah, Padre Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, you're right. There's two things. A person guarding the dead, even though it's not his own. And a person, a relative, even though he's not physically there. They're both Asuk B'mitzvah. What about a person that's just walking next to the dead? He's walking in the Beis HaKfaris. You shouldn't walk in the Beis HaKfaris. That's the famous Loigla Rash. People think that that's the only Loigla Rash. We have even talking, eating, but certainly not to do a mitzvah. How could you, you could, there's no greater way to be in Vayish Amaze than to do a mitzvah in front of the Mace. You can't do it. So you wear tefillin. Sefer Torah Bezroi, he's holding the Sefer Torah V'Koyre. It seems like from the Pasha Lush and the Gemara that he's holding the Sefer Torah like this, and he's reading as he's walking. Taisha says, also, if, he, if, he, if, he, um, if he's saying the Torah about Peh, or holding the Torah. In other words, two things, Taisha says. He's holding a Torah that's not nice, like wearing tefillin, and, and saying Torah without having a Sefer Torah in your hand. Just saying over about Peh. So, if you wear tefillin in a base of Kfaris, you daven, you say Kaddish, there's a major problem. So what do we do? We also go to base of Kfaris sometimes and we say Kaddish, we, we say Tehillim. What do we do? What? What do we do? Mishnayis. Says the Piski Tshuva, if you, you look in Allah, you'll see that if you're going to Tanoim, Kever Rachel, things like that, it's okay as long as simple people are not buried next to. But if there are regular people buried next to them, then it's Asr, Ve'ein Lahakal, he says. But if you're in a place, the Gadol, the, 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 the Tana, doesn't have Loig Larash, because that's his covet. You're davening 
next to him, he, 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 he receives the covet when you are there. I guess when you, there's a yard site or something like that, also you're, you're specifically for that caver, so I guess that's not an issue. Yeah, but you're davening, they understand that you're davening specifically for that mace, for the schus of that mace on the yard side. Fine. Says the Gemara. Hosom toich arba amois hudo osur chutzla arba amois chayev. Over there, by the loigla rash of a mace, it's within the four amas. Outside of the, am, the arba amois, you're mchuyev in kriyashma and tefillin, domamar, mace toifas arba amois, the kriyashma. Hacha, in our case of a guard of the maze, he is watching, he's busy watching. Which one is that? Nachnisht. We, uh, we have a lot of, we'll get, we'll get to the emails eventually. Baruch Hashem, we have a lot. So a person that's guarding the, the, the mace, even if he's outside of Arba Amois, he's still Asik B'mitzvah, he's concerned about the mace, so even more than Arba Amois, he's Potter. Gufa. Hameshamer Sameis, Avavishayni Meisoi, Potter Mikriyashma, Menatfilo, Menatfilo, Mikol Mitzvah, Samurus Batayra, if you're watching the mace, he's Potter from all Mitzvahs. Hoyushnaim, if there are two people guarding, Zemeshamer Vizekoire, they could switch off. Says Benazai that even if there are two people and you could do this switcheroo thing, you stay with the mace while I go daven and I'll come back soon. You don't have to. He's really makel. Do you have to be concerned that even on a ship there are mice, rats, and Apparently, it's a big problem. Mice and dead people don't get along. They could both remove themselves from the situation and go daven, and it's fine. We're not worried. We're not concerned about the mice. A person is transporting bones. You have to treat them with the Gdusha, with respect. Sack, it's a sack, do sack, a double sack, it's one of those things that you put over the donkey on both sides. You shouldn't put it in the sack, and then he'll ride the donkey. That's not how you transport bones. And if he's concerned about bad guys, then he's allowed to treat it somewhat disrespectfully in order to save the bones. And the same Allah applies to Sefer Torah. Now we have to understand what that means. That it's not the proper way to put a Sefer Torah in a sack. What? So that's not, it's not so posh that that's what is going on here. That says here, that you're not allowed to sit on the donkey. Now, it wasn't clear to me exactly what's going on here. Is he sitting on it directly or he's sitting next to it? And I looked up in Allah, it seems like that even in a situation of sakana, that we're concerned that a guy might steal the sevatari, you're not allowed to sit on a sevatari. That you'd never have Rishustu, says the riff. This is the riff. 
So Mimstama, what the Gemara means here is sitting next to the Sefer Torah. Because there's another issue. Are you allowed to sit on a bed or a chair that has a Sefer Torah? Obviously not. So now you're sitting on a donkey that has a Sefer Torah. Why is that any different than a bed? So if it's Mepnei Sakana, so that they allowed you to do. But to sit on a Sefer Torah, they never allowed you to do that. Uh, that's not mamish the same. It's not the same. Uh, a trunk is not on the same level. Oh, so very good that you point that out. The Rambam says, if you're not in a situation of sakana, you're supposed to hold it in your hand and put it by your heart. Yes. Now, the Taisus says over here that you're allowed to put it on. You're allowed to sit on a donkey that has a sefer Torah. According to the riff, it's Asr, typically. Is Mutter? Besakana. Yeah. I'm talking about Natsakana. According to Taisvis, you're allowed to put it on the donkey. According to the riff, you're Asr. And the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the riff, that it's Asr to put it on a donkey. That would be similar, maybe, uh, Yisachar, if you put it on your bench, on the same bench in the back seat, and you're sitting on one side and the same time as the other. That would be Asr according to the Shulchan Aruch based on the riff. <coughs> I guess today, what's the, in, the, in the airplane, you put it on top, but you have, to, you have to think about these things, how you put it in your luggage, dragging it, etc. I know a person who's related to me that puts a Sefer on his heart, right over here. The Moshe carried it, he used to carry it on his lap when he went from yeshiva, from camp to yeshiva. That's the, entire, the, the entire, entire way, wow. Camp from the Catskills back to Manhattan, he carried it on his lap. Was it a small one or a big one? Regular Sefer That could be painful. You ever sit? You ever sit in shul? <laughs> you ever sit in a shul like by uh, when there's three svarim and you have to sit there like all through aliyahs? It's painful. Then you always have that kid that offers to tell you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine. Omer Achav, Omer Rav Yehuda. Kolaroya hameis veinam elaveyu over meshum loy glorosh cherif oiseyu. His halacha lemaisa. If you see a funeral procession, you have to go and be melava the mace. Otherwise, you loy glorosh. Saying, I don't care about this guy. What do you benefit from it? You're lending to somebody who doesn't have any money. Rashi learns it, it's very interesting, that you're melava. He takes the word malva to melava. It's as if you're melava HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Mendy, that's how you learned? No, we learn with the same Chavrusa. I, I don't think he mentioned that. So now, what? I know, I, I just said that myself, but we, we didn't speak it out yesterday. So I was wondering if he maybe missed it, but he didn't. He doesn't miss anything. What? No, well, it's the same. No, no, we, we said about speaking Dvarim B'Telem in front of him. Eating sandwiches in front of him we had yesterday. Eating food. Eating food in front of a mace, like Larash. Over here, it's even worse. I don't care about your funeral. Who are you? I'm not going to walk four hours with you. I don't know you. I don't care about you. And the Neshama is floating over there watching you, and he gets insulted. We're going to go the whole sugya, Rabbi Yisai, a beautiful sugya about dead people. We're going to see all different stages. But this is even before he's buried. The body's in front of us. But 
what do dead people know? What don't they know? They were walking in the base of Kfaris. The Rabbi Yonason, his was, was uh, dragging on the Kfarim. In those days, they, there was a guy in Chaim Berlin that used to come around and he had a frack and he had a, uh, his tzitzis coming out of the bottom of the frack. Something like that. The kids are long, begadim, and the, the regular clothing had dal kamfis and they had, uh, they had tchelos on the bottom. You better get rid of it. Look at these people. They think they're better than us. Pretty soon they'll be with us, and now they're making fun of us. You see the concept of Loig Rush, Literally dragging on the caver, saying, Ha, you can't do this mitzvah. Like the famous Vilna the, 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 the last thing he said was, he was holding his tzitzes in his hand. He said, ah, For a few kopikas, I could be mekayim this mitzvah, and in a minute I won't. It's a cheref. What are you talking about? The, the Mesim know that I'm dragging tzitzis on the kever. It says they don't know anything. If you learned it, you didn't repeat it. You didn't do chazara. Rabbi said chazara is important. You see from chazara, you get another understanding. And you certainly didn't learn it three times. And if you did learn it three times, then you didn't get the right pshat. Nobody explained it to you. The, who are the Chaim? Chaim is not referring to a live person. And the positive that says, Vahamesim Einim Yodim Uma is not referring to the dead. It's referring to the live Rishayim, Shamalaychem. The live Rishayim don't know what's going on. Nikru Chaim, Gemara is going to prove that a Tzaddik, even though he's not alive, he's considered alive. And a Russia, even though he's alive, is considered dead. Now there's a simple shot in the Pasuk and then there's the Drush. He killed, he beat the two, the two commanders. He killed the lion inside the pit on a snowy day. He's not here. We have the, the grandson of the Ben Ishchai comes to the night chair. He is here? Who? Who else? What? Oh, what? Oh, we should say when we're turning the page. No, that's on the eight minute daf. You missed it. Okay, it's good now also. We're turning the page. You've chesed on the base on the top. This is a problem. Rabbi says it's a problem. Anybody have a castro or anything? Because we have way too much time. We have somebody, somebody actually just asked you to slow down and translate more Really? Oh, somebody asked. That's, this is story time. What's the translation? Fine, we'll translate more. He's the son of a live person. Have you ever heard of a son of a dead person? What, he was, he was born, he created from the dead? In other words, after he's dead, he's still considered alive. And that's the aside that a tzaddik is considered alive, and a rasha, when he's alive, is considered dead. Rav Paul what does that mean? He went around gathering workers for Torah, more and more people for Akash Baruch. So, we're talking about Ben Yayo, Ben who was 
a huge, he was the Godel Shavagdailam, but he was also physically very, very strong. That's how it went in the time you see throughout Navi that it went together. The, the, the Giborim were also Sadiqim. I'm, I'm talking about in the Navi especially, but Akopanim, he was what? What about Rishlakish? They became weak? When you learn a lot of Torah, they became weak. I know, but learn, you, you probably learned like me, Navi, in this, but Torah makes you weak. But then, who did, who did Dabra Melch take for his army? The strongest, the best, but also the biggest tzaddikim. They went together. Ayin Shom. He was the greatest. What does that mean? He broke the ice on a on a on a icy lake or whatever, and he went in and he was toivel. Imagine, it's not a good uh, it's not a good feeling. Ikid Amri, don't look it up, but there's a, a video. I, I once uh, tried that. It's very painful. Utoval Ikid Amri, what? Polar Bear Club, okay, great. No, well, we went skiing and it was, yeah. A different, different time, different Maisa. Ikid Amri, the Tone Sifro de Beirav, Biyoyme de Sifsva. Taisa says, this Sifro de Beirav, he says, Shuchomesh of Esfarim. It's the most difficult Sefer to understand. And, and, and he was able to learn it in one day. Benayob and Yayada learned it in a short day. A day in the winter, a winter day. That's how great he was. So who are these Mesim that don't know anything? Don't say that the Pshat is that a dead person doesn't know that you're dragging tzitzis on his caver because it says, No, we're talking, referring to a Russia who's alive, he doesn't know anything. A Mesim? Does know about tzitzis. Shenemar, it says by Tzitkiyo, Batacholol, Rosho, Nesi Yisro. Tzitkiyo, he was blamed for the riches of Klai Yisrael then. So the, the Torah calls him a cholol, a dead, a corpse, a dead person. Rosho, Nesi Yisro, even though he's alive. How could you kill a dead person? Chayu. Because he's a Russia, he's somebody that killed somebody else, he's a Russia, so he's considered dead even though he's alive. <coughs> now comes story time. Now we have to slow down, he's right. We have to slow, for stories, we'll slow down. The sons of Rebchia, they went out to do, to do their job, and they were there for very long. What happens is, if you don't keep it up, they forgot the Torah. They were very pained by the fact that they, they couldn't remember anymore. So one son said to the other, You think our father who's nifter understands that we're in pain now? How would he know? We'll give a lot of honor. The, the, the son will, will receive a lot of honor in his life. The dead people won't know that his son became a Rosh Hashiva. His own flesh will be pained by. Akopani see that a dead person feels pain. Right? The Chavar Kedisha always asks Mechila, if I did this, I did that. They feel something. Some people explain it means the Neshama feels seeing that. The worm that goes into the, to the body 
gives pain to the, to the body like, like a needle. Some say it's the neshama that sees a worm going into the, to the goof. That causes the neshama pain, not so much the body. Akopanim, there's some pain. Ami betzari didu yadi. Yes, their own pain they understand. Betzari dachrinu yadi. How would a dead person understand that his son is betzari, that he doesn't remember Gemara? How would that work? V'loi v'otanyo. Maisa b'chosid ha'chod. Amazing, incredible story. The Gemara in Temura gives a list and says, whenever it says this, it means this person. Wow. It's not so bad. We have good, uh, we don't have windows. It's raining here in Israel very heavily and uh, it's not, the noise is not coming so much from the roof because we have good insulation. It's more from outside. What? Who's this chosid echad? Based on the Gemara in Tmura, Daf, Yud Gimel, I believe it is. No, Daf Tesvavim Beis. Yeah, and Baba Kama as well. We have it. What Daf in Baba Kama? I think it's in the Kuf somewhere. What? Kuf? Kuf Gimel Amin Beis. So it says over there that we're talking about Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloi or Rabbi Yehuda Ben Bava. Not Stama Chosid. Gadol Sheb Gdailim. Shinnosan Dinar Laani Be'erib Rosh Hashanah. He gave a tremendous amount of money to a poor person. Erev Rosh Hashanah. B'Shnei Batsoyris. And there was famine. B'Knitatu Yishtoi. His wife got really upset at him. And we're going to see who this wife is. She's not a simple lady. In other words, she was very good at stalking people, at getting, at pushing the right button, as the Gemara is going to explain later. She got him really good. And v'halach v'lon bebeis ha'kfaros, on Rosh Hashanah, could you imagine, on Rosh Hashanah itself, where does he go to sleep? In the cemetery. She must have done a really good job on him. V'shoma, what? There's no place for him to sleep, nowhere. Right, the, we're, uh, we were thinking about that. He didn't want to, why can't he sleep at his doorstep? He didn't want to sleep in the shul. Why? Because people will see him. You go to a place that nobody's going to be there, you go to the cemetery. He was a chassid. Rabbi said he was a chassid. There's a reason why he's a chassid. Maybe that's why, how he became a chassid. Maybe she made him a chassid. She built him up real good. And in the Beisak he heard two young girls who were nifter at a very young age. They were, and they were talking to each other. Let's fly around a little bit. Paragoid says Rashi, there's a mechitza between the Shechina. Let's go behind the Paragoid. You're talking about Rosh Hashanah night. This is when HaKadosh Baruch is Geyser on Klai Yisrael. Some ask, it really happens in the morning. Fine, so perhaps we're talking about the second day of Rosh Hashanah, says the Vilna Gaon. I'm stuck. I cannot fly. My wings are tied because I'm, I was buried in, in reeds. The Tzlach explains reeds physically don't allow the body to decompose and if the body doesn't decompose, the neshama can't depart and fly around. Some explain it differently that, that the way you are buried, that's the way you fly around. She was embarrassed. She didn't like her outfit. It was a shvacha outfit. It was a reed outfit. And you don't fly around 
in the world with reeds. You know, the nice, I want to hear the nice, it's very interesting, but you go out there, you come back and tell me what's going on. She went out there and she came back. Tell me. If you plan in the first quarter, you're going to get borrowed. Amazing Rashi. Rashi says, what is the difference in days between Revere Rishon and Revere Shniah? Seven days. That is it. It's not like a quarter, three months here, seven days. And the third quarter is three days later, seven days later. What happened there? Something good? <laughs> not really. Oh, man. <laughs> I once had to sleep in a cemetery, too. Yeah. Hillel's here. Hillel, you're at the night. There's no classes for you during the day. So he hears what they say on Rosh Hashanah. Because Baruch is going to put a, a barad on the, on the second one. So he goes on the first one. He goes and he, and he plans on the second one. Why? Rashi explains, and we had it a few times in the Gemara. When the crop is, is hard, then the barad is going to get it good. I mean, we had it in Chumash also. When it's soft, the bird hits it, it bends, comes right back up. So those seven days make a huge difference. He got rewarded back. He gave a dinner over here. He got paid back tenfold on his crop. Now he understands how to do business. He realizes if you go to the basic forest on Rosh Hashanah, you find out all the secrets. He goes right back without a fight. He goes back to basic forest, goes to sleep in basic forest. Insider training, literally. That's why you don't announce it. Why didn't he tell all his friends? <laughs> it's dangerous. So the two girls are talking again. What's going on? I told you already. It's a little bit hard to understand that slach, that it decomposes. So, so why was she so upset at her? I thought you decomposed. Come, let's go. Well, I told you last year, I'm not decomposed. But maybe this year you are decomposed. Fine. It makes a lot more sense. I told you last year, I don't like my outfit. It's the same outfit. I didn't change. So she went again. Now they changed it up in Shemaim. Everybody thought they're big chachamim. Last year they learned their lesson. You don't plan in the first, you plan in the second. So they all are going to plan in the second, because Rebbe is going to show them. I'm not going to bring Barad, I have something else called the Shidafain. Heat, it's going to destroy the new crap. Anything soft is going to be destroyed. Before is anything hard, don't think you can play games. You don't know how it works. So now he has a hard crap that could withstand heat, can't withstand Barad. Again, insider trading. He makes a fortune. Amrle Ishtai comes, Mrs. I'm not going to say it. this is on video. What's Pshat? How do you, where do you get your information from? He made a rookie mistake and he told her the, 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 the trick. Obviously, says the Gemara, only a few days went by. 
a big fight broke out between this guy's amazing wife and the mother of the girl that was nifter at a young age who was buried in, in, a, in a terrible outfit. And this explains the whole story. Why in the world would this chassid go on Rosh Hashanah and sleep in a cemetery? This explains it all. She's fighting with a woman who lost a kidnapper at a young age. What does she tell her? She stuck, her the worst stuck in the world. She says, Ha, you buried your dead girl. You buried her with reeds. Imagine a woman. Who knows what she told her own husband? Yeah, trust me. I, I don't know about these things. The next year, he goes again, and he goes to, no, inside a trading three times, the third time. Same thing, Rosh Hashanah, he got to go hear the nayist. No, maybe he got a new outfit, maybe he decomposed, let's go. Leave me alone, I'm not going anywhere. I know what, you, what somebody told my mother. I know how they were mitzahar my mother and made fun of, <coughs> excuse me, my reeds. That's it. I'm done. I'm not going out anymore. So you see that the Mesim and the Beisak Forest know about a fight between two women in the city. Says the Gemara, So the Gemara introduces a new concept. New people, guests that come from other cities, Shalom Aleichem, comes a mace, and he starts spilling all the beans. He said, the nice, you heard about the fight, you heard this. Not, not a whole lot changes, Rabbi Isai. We're still worried about the outfits. Pretty soon you'll see we're worried about makeup. It's the same thing. Hillel. Hillel. Amen. Zire used to put his money, they didn't have banks in those days, so he gave it to the, to the hotel person. How do you say Uspizichte? In, in, innkeeper, that's a lot better. Thank you. The landlady. The kitzer. He goes to learning yeshiva. Now that's not a joke. You don't go in the morning, come back at night. You go for months at a time. Until he got back, shchiva. The landlady's dead. Ozel basro She goes to the cemetery. Where's my money? Go exactly this in this place. It's underneath the hinge of the door. And once you're there, send a message to my mother. Tishadeli Masrikoi, send my comb, Uguftai de Kuchla, and my blue eyeliner, Bahadei Planiso. There's a, a guest is coming soon. Dazi Lamachar. So one of, one of the guests is arriving tomorrow. Please, like uh, Yeshua, please send coffee. You're coming from America. Send my comb. You like that chat, Yeshua? Yeah, okay. Nobody got the hint. We don't have coffee. She's coming tomorrow. What? What's the Shiloh? The 
No, it's also to, to bring down in a certain way. He just went to the back. It's also to do a some, 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 some explain that it's, he didn't really go to the Chatzar Mavis. And, and, and the Marshal learns like that. Other learns like that. You'll see soon Shmuel was a Kayan. And it says that he went to Chatzar Mavis. So some say that it was in a dream. Like they tried, they brought it in, in the, to, the, to their sleep. They brought the Chatzar Mavis to themselves. Alma the Yadi, you see, she knew that so-and-so is going to die tomorrow. She knew who to ship it with. Says the Gemara, and Rashi explains, why would she say, I, I, I need my comb? You, you can't ship a comb. You can't ship something physical. Says Rashi, she did it for the Agmas Nefesh. She died at a young age, and she wanted to bring up the Agmas Nefesh. Al-Miyadi, Dilma, Dumo, Kodum, There's a Malach called Dumo. He's in charge of all the dead. It's possible that right before, a day before, 20 hour, 24 hours before, they say, Make some room over here. Guess who's coming tomorrow? And they make an announcement. Tashma. People, the Yisoyim, the orphans, would trust him with their money. He didn't have a chance to tell Shmuel, the famous Rav and Shmuel, Rav, Shmuel, he didn't tell him where the money was. So people would make fun. They would say, they would make, Shmuel's father, they would call him a Ganev. He ate up the, the money of the Yisoyimim. What? The son of the person that eats, that, that steals money. So he decided to go look for his father. I'm looking for Abba. His name was Abba, says Rashi. There's a lot of Abbas. His grandfather's name was also Abba. You see like the Svaradim. His name was Abba Rabba. There's only one, the father of Shmuel. Where is he? He already took the elevator up. He's gone. He saw Levi. There was a circle, says Raj. There was a, the, the mason looked like the mason came out of the caver sitting in a nice circle. Levi was outside of the circle. What's going on here? Why aren't you upstairs? My time is Salak. I made Rabbi Afos upset that I didn't go to Shir. So I believe I didn't look it up really. I think it was like two and a half years. I might be completely wrong. Rashi brings down where it is. It's in Ksubis Dav Kuv Gimel and Beis. Oh, his father says, I heard you're looking for me. He's laughing and crying. My time why are you crying? Now pay attention. How do we see from this Gemara? Why? How do you see from this Gemara that Mason know what's going on? So he says, I see that you're going to come here. I don't know exactly when. You're coming soon. So it's very sad. I need you to do more mitzvahs. Once you're up here, it's all over. My time Why are you laughing? You're considered very chashuv. If I'm so chashiv, let Levi come up in my merit. Yeah, they let Levi go up. Where did you put the money? Under that heavy stone of the windmill. The sandwich. There's an upper level, a middle level, and, and bottom level of money. The upper and the, the, the sandwich, the top and the bottom, is our money. Don't give that away. The middle one is the orphans. What's Pshat? Why do you do like that? 
Not only am I not a ganav, I'm so careful with their money. If the ganavim come, they'll take the upper one, the one that's closest to the top. And if the ground will destroy the money, where do you see over here that the dead people understand what's going on? No. You say it's not from Shmuel coming, from what? It could be got tomorrow. Right. So what? He said it's chashiv. That's the. So it's machlekes rashi in Toisus. So Toisus learns that he knew the laagal kosis because he doesn't say tomorrow. You're coming eventually. So he didn't hear it from Duma the mouth. The mouth only knows 24 hours. Rashi says because he knew that he was chashiv. Says the Gemara, Ahmed the other. You know, you see that they know stuff. Dilma Shani Shmuel, even the Chashiv, Kadmi Umachrizi Panu Makoim. So over here, you see, since he's Chashiv, he'll know that he's Chashiv. Or since he's Chashiv, they announce it way in advance that he's coming even more than 24 hours. Have a wonderful Gishmaka day. Welcome, Yirmi. It's great to have you back. You want to dive for the Ahmed? Welcome back.